Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. I love, love, love welcoming guests onto the podcast, but especially today because I've invited the beautiful Amy Vett to come and talk to us all about money. And you know how much I love talking about money. And she's going to bring a beautiful new light to this around Profit First. Now, previously on the podcast, I have talked about Profit First in certain elements, and I always recommend reading the book. So I'm so excited for this episode. So welcome to the podcast, Amy. Christine, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here to chat to you today about money and wherever business takes us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure this conversation may go in lots of different areas and maybe a rant or two. Who knows? We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) So before we even dive into Profit First, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself and just so then people get to know who you are. So tell us a little bit about your journey in business and what drew you to Profit First. Yeah, sure. So um, for those of you that don't know me, I primarily, I would always introduce myself first as a mom. I've got three daughters. I live in Victoria, Bowen Heads in this cute little coastal community. And um, I'm a profit first professional now, but my journey definitely didn't start there. I actually used to work for the Cottenham Group organizing charity fund runs all around Australia, the Run Australia. Um, I was in the Run Australia team and it was like my absolute dream job. It was so much fun, you know, travel, friends, all that kind of stuff. But my journey changed because my husband unfortunately suffered a brain injury about the same time that I was going on maternity leave with my second daughter, Annie. And so we had this predicament where we were losing all of our income and he wasn't well enough to be able to take care of Annie at the same time. And I didn't want to go straight back into the office. I'm like, like, I can't physically go straight back into the office and go back to work. So I needed to come up with a plan super quickly. And so I decided to use my event management skills and I guess the relationships that I had built in Geelong um, in the corporate world to actually go out there and create my own event management company and um, organize large scale, large scale, sorry, community events in the city and in Melbourne. And so that's what I did. I kind of like jumped straight into business, no business plan, just let's just organize some big events. And I was really lucky to the point that um, I got work really quickly. Cotton On started contracting me, Country Road, like all of these big companies. And so from the outside, I looked really, really successful. And do you know what? I was organizing awesome events, raising heaps of money for charity and, you know, doing really cool things. But on the other side of that, cash flow started to become a real problem, mainly because I'd always had access to huge budgets at Cotton On and I was able to, you know, make make anything happen. And I always have had this positive outlook of whatever you set your mind to, you can do. And I still, I still 100% am aligned to that thought process. But I had no idea how to manage cash flow properly from a business owner's perspective. So whilst my client's budgets were fine, I was able to lock everything that I needed to, I had to now pay tax and I had to pay myself properly and hire staff in and do all of these things that I um, hadn't done from the other side. And so I quickly started feeling like I was drowning. Tax bills were racking up. I didn't know how much to charge for my services. And it was just 
yeah, it was a mess. And I kind of went that way for about two or three years until I got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Not because I don't love what I'm doing, but I'm just so tired and it just feels really hard. And so that's when I decided to close down that business, lick my wounds, you know, from all that ego and shame of not fit, not living up to that business owner that I thought I could be. Um, and I guess, you know, things happen for a reason. I heard about the profit first method and I was doing a lot of other personal development work at that time. Um, and that's when I really have taken on this journey to help other business owners to learn how to actually understand their finances because now I know it's not that hard, but not enough people know actually how to do it properly. 100%. And you literally just described a lot of women in business. Like they're so good at what they do and they're out there and they're doing it and they're serving so many people, but it's the financial side of their business that they just haven't got right yet. And I guess like there's a lot of fear around it and a lot of shame around it. And I think there's a lot of, you know, such negative self-talk around it because you think you should know it all. Like you think that because you've started a business, you should be good at everything. And that's just not the case. Like if you've never been taught marketing, you can't expect yourself to know marketing. Like if you've never been taught money. And the thing is we don't get taught how to manage money. Well, we don't get taught money in, in school. Like it's one of those things that I think that we, as we come into those adult years, it's kind of like it's an expected thing. You should just know how to do, but you don't. So, and then when you get into business, it's a whole other ball game, right? And so cash flow is one of those things, or even just getting any form of the financial side of the business right is one of those things that can cause so much angst, I reckon, in business owners. And you literally just described so many women that I've, I've worked with in the past that I know that are literally just like getting by or are sitting in that space of stress and worry around money for so long until they get to that point of line in the sand. I've got to bloody do something about this. Oh, absolutely. And even when I find business owners are making money and there is money in the bank accounts, a lot of the time they don't really have that financial visibility and they don't understand what's going on. So they still have, have that negative self-talk and they're still going, oh, I'm not good at money. I don't know what I'm doing. So it can just, it just impacts it impacts everything. And also having to rely on, you know, your accountant or your bookkeeper to tell you how you're performing um, and wait for that and hope that, you know, they're giving you that proper insight. It, um, yeah, it really restricts. The that they use and make you feel even sillier. Like you think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's one of those challenging things. I think like one of the biggest turning points for me was like when I first hit six figures and they get to like, you, you get excited, right? Cause like you hit six figures, you've got this legitimate business. And then like, I remember going to my accountant and I was like, there's no money. Like, where's the money? Like, where's yes. I spent it the whole year? It's gone. And I literally was like, I'm literally starting again. And not really again, but like it was that space of like, well, hang on a minute, where where's the money to show for all this hard work that I've done all year? And it was that point for me that I was like, no, nah, I've got to do money differently in business. And so when I first discovered the book, I was like, just love the fact that it was so abundant focused. Yeah. The space of really looking at money from a completely different space. And I just started diving into money mindset as well. So I was like, I just love how it really thinks about business in a different way compared to the way that an accountant shares with you how to manage your money in business. So I'd love to know, what do you love about Profit First? The biggest thing I love about Profit First is the clarity, I must admit, and also the safety net that you're putting around your business and the empowerment that you're giving yourself, knowing that you've 
you've done your due diligence and you've separated out your cash flow and you're doing what it, the things that you need to do as a responsible business owner. You're putting your tax aside. You're you know putting enough away for your, your expenses. You're thinking about profit in the business, which as we said, profit first is very, you know, it's an abundant model. We care about your goals as a business owner and what you're really trying to achieve. And then we map out your financial structure around that so that you can make it happen. So yeah, oh my God, there's so much to love about it, but I must say that the clarity and as you said, the abundant focus is, um, yeah, is right at the top. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you hear? I'd love to hear from your perspective of what you hear out there in the market of like the way that women are currently seeing their money in their business and like, what are the women coming to you with? Like, what are the biggest challenges? The biggest challenges is just the the unknown, really. The unknown, I'm making money. I know I'm making money, but I don't know what that means. I never seem to have enough money to pay my expenses. I don't have enough money to pay my taxes. I'm on tax payment plans. Yeah. That's, that is huge. And just feeling out of control of their business because they don't have that financial, you know, method in their business to help them to have that clarity. They would be the biggest ones. And then obviously outside of that, is struggling with cash flow. So, you know, not having the marketing methods in place to bring the cash flow in in the first place, because, you know, that's why I'm a big believer of the balance between marketing and money. As a business owner, I think they're the two things that we are, you know, mainly responsible for overseeing because you can you can have all the bank accounts set up, but if you haven't got the cash flow coming in, then they're empty bank accounts at the end of the day. So they're the biggest problems that I'm seeing in the um, in the landscape at the moment. I'd be curious to know, do you notice any difference in regards to the way that women talk about money compared to men, the way that you, have you do you work with, with many men? Do you even just having conversations yeah. with guys around it? Do you notice the difference in the mindset around money? Funnily enough, I do get men that approach me and they say, Amy, I'm not a lady. I'm not a lady without limits, but can I still work with you? Because the way that you talk about money really resonates. I honestly think that men are struggling just as much as women. I just don't think that they're as vocal about it yeah. um, because the men that I've been working with, they they have started to open up to me. But honestly, I think I think it's the same across the board. I think men, women, we're all affected by the same things. I think men just put up a really good front and women seem to talk more than men. Yeah, that's true. Because the pressure is there, like especially from a, you know, an evolutionary perspective of like needing to provide, like there's that pressure that you should know it or you should be doing it, right, for men. And I think the interesting thing, I think like why I was asking that is because it's like, well, it's almost like it was taken out of women's hands for so long of like, you know, the men will provide, the men will take care of the money side. But then I'm seeing such a shift in the, like the last say, you know, five to 10 years where some of the conversations that I have with um, people who are in a, in a relationship or they're married is that the women take care of the money and the men don't like, it's been, it's super interesting because it's like, where did that shift happen and what are we telling ourselves around whose responsibility is with money? And, and I'm such a firm believer that in any situation we should all independently know our money and understand have that independence around money as well so um what is what is one of the first things that you look at when you have someone come to you and starting wanting to actually implement the profit first system yeah the very first thing that I do is a cash flow analysis on their business and anybody that works with me that's the first thing that I teach even before we get to opening the bank accounts and going through the allocation process we actually need to understand the final financial health of your business. And I think a lot of business owners get really stressed and worried about that, but I break it down into a simple process that you can understand your business cash flow and finances in 20 minutes. I kid you not. I I do one-on-one assessments with 
um, clients every week, maybe five a week or something. And that's the number one thing they tell me is I can't believe you were able to show me so easily how to look at my numbers in 20 minutes. Um, and so I think I'm trying to break down the stigma of what it looks like to understand your finances because it's really not hard. There's a simple process that you can do and, and you can understand, you know, the income, the profit, the expenses, what you're paying yourself, all of those, you know, five key categories and then additional, yeah, additional profit very, very quickly. So we start there because that the, the numbers don't lie. They tell you exactly what is going on. And especially when you, when you break it into those five categories, you can see where the roadblock is. You can see what's crippling the business. A lot of the time it's staff wages are really high. Mm. To be honest, that's the biggest thing that I see. Staff wages are often very high. Um, and then it's taking the capacity for the business owners to be able to pay themselves. Um, so I see that a lot. But we start there and then we go, okay, so this is what's going on now. What are your goals? What are you trying to get to? And then let's craft it around that. Like let's open the bank accounts. We all need the five bank accounts anyway because we're all responsible for those five things. But the way that we move the money and how much money we put where depends on those goals. Yeah, 100%. I just love it. I just love it so much. Uh, <laughs> I feel like sometimes like that hesitation to actually look at it, it's like, what I would love women to know is like, it's going to be scary until you have the clarity until you have the competency. And I think that sometimes it's like, we avoid it because it's like scary or we tell ourselves we're going to feel silly or like having someone actually map it out like that gives you so much empowerment, gives you so much confidence in your ability to, to know it. And I think that, you know, having someone like yourself that is not necessarily accountant base, it's different language. And I just love the the language that it gets used in the profit first space, because it is an empowering space to allow you to be like, hang on, like knowing your numbers serves you. It doesn't have to mean that you're bad at business. It does not have to mean that you're broke. Like there are so many elements to your numbers that can serve you in the way that you see the opportunity for growth. And I absolutely agree with you that it is the blend of sales and marketing and, you know, bringing in the understanding of your cash flow because you can't have one without the other. And I'm such a firm believer of that abundant space of like, and what I was saying, like with accountants, like often accountants, sometimes if they're not trained in the profit first, or if they're experiencing a lot of clients with a lot of scarcity, they can often have a, a negative response to the way that they manage money. So what I mean by that, and I'd love to hear your opinion on what you see with this as well, is that they often go, okay, here's your profit and loss. And here's where you can cut costs right? Here's where you can cut costs and that's how you actually um, look at your profit. And the way that I love to look at it and it sounds like it's similar for you is like, well, actually like let's know our numbers. And so we can create some consistency and support the growth of the business. But then we also need to look at your sales and marketing because it's about how do you go and make more money, right? How do you be more profitable? And so I guess like, I'd love to know your opinion on that. And then I'd love to talk about the profit element because that's a part. Yeah, no, great. So when I do profit assessments, And I'm totally aligned with you when we look at, okay, what are the opportunities for revenue? Like I do a two-part process. I show you what's going on in your business right now. And then I show you the ideal situation. And that usually involves actually increasing revenue to make it all happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, we discuss, you know, what's the low-hanging fruit, the quick wins, so we can just cut a few expenses that don't add value to the business. You know, those expenses that you just get because, you know, I'm a marketer's dream, right? So I see every tool, every software, and I'm like, put out my card constantly and often I'm not even using it. So we cut the dead weight, but then it's like, okay, what do we need to do to increase that revenue? And we actually look at their services and go, 
you know, do you have the balance right with your services? How much are you charging? Like there's so much that you can do outside of just cutting expenses. Yeah, really, it's, I just look at the dead weight and then go, okay, what do we need to do to optimize your actual business to their capacity as well? Because, you know, something that I find a lot of business owners they are scared when they come and they think, oh my God, I'm just going to have to do so much more work when it comes to increasing my revenue. Often that's not the case. Uh I worked with a guy, funnily enough, and he had two offerings. One was more really labor intensive. So he, it was a pinball company, funnily enough. One, it was like design a custom pinball machine. And then the other one was just like, do it yourself, right? So one was, a you know, cost a lot more, cost him a lot more in parts we realized the second one was really low labor intensive and really easy to churn them out quickly. We just changed the focus between one service to the other. He was able to see an increase of revenue of like $800,000 and it was easier for him, quicker for him, you know? So it's sometimes just looking at the services and going, what, what am I actually offering? Let's, let's come out, zoom out and let's actually look, from, you know, an, yeah, an outside perspective of what's actually happening and how can we optimize? Yeah, you're so right. And I love looking at that. I, I So from my point of view, like I work on the mindset stuff. So I work on the underlying belief systems around what's stopping you from charging what you're worth. Because a lot of the time, especially with the women that I work with in business, they're either creatives or they've got such big hearts that they just want to give, 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 and they're actually not receiving the value exchange at all. And they, or they haven't even looked at whether their services are profitable or whether they're actually serving the growth of their business. And so we need to look at that and and develop the belief systems that serves them and being able to communicate their value as well as like believe in what it is that they are actually delivering for someone. Cause there's so much doubt and like self-worth stuff that gets tied into money as well. So I'm probably seeing that a lot as well. Yeah, I see that all the time. But also I think part of that comes into not having that clarity. So, I, you know, they're charging one thing, but they're not really clearly seeing how much it's broken down into taxes and those expenses of the business and all of the things. So I think that's also the benefit of breaking down your cash flow into those categories because you it's very obvious then that you're not charging enough because yeah. after I have to pay for all of the extent, the essential expenses, I have to pay my taxes team, all of those things. It's like, shit, that's all that's left over. Yes. Um, well, no, I'm not charging enough. So I think, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a no, balance of self-worth, but just also being a bit blindfolded to what it actually costs you to run your business. Because often we think, okay, what are the direct costs of a service? But we're not factoring in all of the other operating expenses that, you know, you can't put to just one service. Um, and then obviously taxes and yeah. the other, you know, profit outside of paying yourself. Like, yeah, there's a lot that goes into yeah. it. A lot. It's so fascinating. Like as you were talking, like I remember back to a client I was working with a little while ago and we did this, like looked at her services and the cost of it and obviously her profitability for it. And she was like so excited because she looked at this number and she's like, that's the profit I'm making. It's amazing. And I was like, "Mm, where's your tax? Like it was literally all for tax. And I was like, yeah, this is why you're not moving forward. This is why you're not creating progress because what's left over is literally going to the tax man, but because she wasn't actually setting that money aside, it felt like it was profit because it was staying in her bank account. She hadn't created other bank accounts. And then that was like sitting there for money to spend. And then she got this massive tax bill and freaked out. And I was oh like, yeah, and this happens so often. And I think it just yeah, it does. talked about. And I think that's no. the hardest thing with business owners is that, you know, it, the money stuff can sometimes bring so much shame or hesitation to talk about it that we're not learning from each other and actually exploring this to support the growth of their business. 
Yeah, that's one of the biggest barriers because, as you said, people aren't often talking about it. They're too scared. We want to look like we've got it all together. But the reality is, as you said, we're not being taught properly. So I think more conversations like this is normalizing it for people. Go, It's okay. We can talk about it. But also there's a really simple process to, to get you set up properly. It's not, you know, you don't have to have a finance degree. You don't have to have, a, um, you know, you don't have to think in numbers. You, you just have to numbers. follow a step-by-step yeah. quick. Like I seriously, I'm in sessions with people all the time and I like have to get my calculator out to calculate like simple, tiny little things. And I'm, I just laugh. I'm like, you'd think I wouldn't be in numbers because I'm, you know, it's, yeah. but it's, 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 it's more psychology than numbers, funnily enough, at the end of the day. 100% totally agree with you. And I'd love to like dive into the profit side, side of things because like, I just love the ethos around profit with profit first. And I'd love you to explore it because with accountants, the way that they calculate profit is like, let's look at all of your expenses and that's oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever's left over, then you get to take that. And I think that a lot of business owners, because it's, we're not taught any different, but that's the way we go about doing it because we literally just do the profit and loss or end of the month and like literally do your numbers and then go, well, that's what I'm left over with. Tell us more yeah. about the way that Profit First does it. Yeah. Well, can I first also say that that profit number on your profit and loss is usually wrong? Yeah. Because it's not taking into account drawings that people are taking out of the business. So I used to get so effing confused and sorry about my language. I'm just super passionate about this. But when I was in my other business, I would sit down with my accountant and there'd be this big number of profit there because the profit and loss would have my income. It would have my expenses. And then I'm like, okay, awesome. Like, you know, $60,000, $70,000 of profit on it, whatever that number was. And he's like, great, you know, you are profitable. I'm like, where's that money? That money yeah. is not in my bank account. And he's like, oh yeah, but you've already spent it. Yeah. So any me. drawings, <laughs> if you're not paying yourself a proper wage, like that's on the profit and loss, that doesn't show up on that profit number. So yeah, it's, it's just really inaccurate mm. to start with. But second of all, we think about profit as cash in bank and we actually have a separate bank account to put that cash into that bank account. So there is no confusion about how much profit is left over. It is literally staring you in the face every time you open your bank accounts, which is absolutely awesome. And we have a really great um, empowerment message around that profit is, you know, one, if you've got debt in the business, we use it as, you know, part of it as a debt blaster to try and blast that debt down quicker, which is also really empowering because it's exciting to see, you know, you're paying your monthly repayments out of your operating expenses, but then every quarter it's just going down quicker and quicker and that can become fun. But two, we're also always making sure that we're using profit as a secondary owner's bonus every quarter Mm -hmm. to really help, not, not help you, reward you as a business owner for all of that hard work that you're doing. Business is tough. You are juggling so many things. You deserve to have abundance from your business. And that profit account is going to be that additional top up of income for you. And you can dream about what you're going to spend that profit on. You know, is it a new fancy handbag, a retreat in Bali? Like, what is that? Um, Is it, you know, it might be really aligned with you to shout a big party for your staff members. Like whatever that is, um, that is a really, it's an abundant bank account. We do also use a portion of it sometimes to build up your, your savings account as well in the business. So you've got that stability. However, we're always like, no matter what, always at least allocate, you know, you know, 5% of it at the beginning to start with to, 
to treat yourself because that might be, you know, a massage once a month or a facial once a month. But imagine how much that's going to be nurturing you as a business owner and just making you feel awesome. Yeah. And that's beyond the wage. So I just want to like beyond the wage. Yeah. Clarify that. Beyond. That's one of the biggest things is like a lot of women in business aren't paying themselves a wage and they're just taking what's left over. And so what you're saying is like allocate what you want to pay yourself and have that as part of the operational expenses because obviously yep. your business cannot run if you're not in it making money. Like no. it's like one of the biggest things I think is is really consciously understanding the impact that it has on your sustainability in business, the impact that it has on your self-worth and your self-belief. If like every month, month in, month out, you're working your guts out and you have nothing to show for it, you're not paying yourself a wage, sooner or later, you literally just go, well, I may as well just go back to a job right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I hate seeing that with women. I hate them, see them give up on their dreams. And so getting that side and look, it's not. And I think the other thing I think is worthwhile mentioning too, is that it's like a, a slow incremental, you know, how do I put it? Like, I just love how, like when you work out your percentages with profit first, it's like, start with what feels comfortable to begin with. So then you can start to see the proof and start to see the evidence that you're capable of it. And why I love that from a money mindset perspective is that money shows up where you give it a purpose. And when you're doing that with money, more shows up. And it's so fascinating how it works that you're giving it a purpose, you're putting it in the bank accounts, and then you're making space for more to come in. And it's, isn't it interesting? It's always so interesting when that happens. And then clients are like, oh my God, why wasn't I paying myself away before? Like, it is crazy what happens. Firstly, um, I just want to quickly talk to that owner's pay. So we separate their owner's pay into a separate owner's pay account so that they can, you know, have money for holiday pay and all of those things that we don't often think about as business owners. But we're really noble people, Australians particularly. We care, we're very caring people. And I see so many business owners who have the mentality of, and I'm like this as well, like, you know, take care of everyone else first. We'll, we'd never not pay our suppliers or our team, all that kind of stuff. And I think that is what gets in the way of a lot of business owners paying themselves, which of course we have to be noble in business and we, we're not out in business to rip people off. But I think it's just challenging that mindset of, well, if we're not able to pay myself, then something needs to change very quickly. Because as you said, if we, you know, it can only last so long and then there's no business, right? You can't pay your team members. Those suppliers miss out. Every You miss out. Everybody misses out if the business doesn't work. So it's changing that mindset really quickly around that. And then I was going to go somewhere else and I've forgotten where I was going with that second bit. Oh God, it'll right. come back to me. We keep talking. With owner's drawings and the wage part and then we're talking about profit and the incremental increases. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry guys. So Competence builds confidence. So we can start small. If it feels really overwhelming to implement the whole method at the beginning, you can just literally open one extra bank account and just start putting your tax aside. And then when you start seeing your tax building up, that confidence starts growing and then it feels easier to open another bank account and then start putting in more profit into that bank account. Like you can start slowly if it just feels way just you opening one bank account let's just open them all and get it up get on with it you know we can start small but back to your point about when you make space for money it appears that is so true I cannot tell you how many business owners that I work with their progress happens way more quickly than they ever imagined because they've 
set themselves up properly and they're focusing on it. They're looking at their numbers every week and they're just seeing patterns of more efficiencies in their business. Even when I did this in my personal finances, which was funnily enough, before I implemented Profit First, I was in a different program for my personal finances, which was a bit similar. And I knew that I wanted to save and invest $50,000 for um, my investment portfolio outside of what I'd already invested. And at the time, there was no way that was going to happen. Like with the current income I was making, I'm like, that was not going to happen. But I still opened up the bank account. I had the number on the bank account. And I cannot tell you, well, I can tell you before the date, it was like December, I think it was like 2019, I hit the goal because unexpected things just happen. Like it's crazy what happens to fuel the goals when you're putting attention that way and you are just like manifesting like manifesting is so big when it comes to money and that like literally saying it out loud asking for what it is that you want and putting such detail into it too like the number having the name on the bank account like this is a space for it to come in it's so so good oh love it amazing the other thing I was going to say as well like with what I love about the profit part is like you setting aside that profit and then having building the habit and the discipline to let it sit yeah. there right like yeah and I think the hardest thing as well when I've seen people implement this is like they rob from Peter to give to Paul right so they, they yeah. put the money in the profit account but then they see it sitting there and it feels like it's extra money so you kind of like you take a bit when you have to pay a bill you take a bit here whereas I think that one of the beautiful things of this this process of the system is recognizing the element of like that self-discipline because I'm like, again, back to the abundance space of like, if that's happening, there's something wrong. And so it's like, well, how do I look at this and and accept that this is a situation? And if I, instead of actually going to rob Peter to give to Paul and take it from one bank account and move it to another or pay it, pay a bill, I want you to ask yourself, like, rather than actually going, well, this is my only option, ask yourself, what's my other option? What could I go and sell? What could I promote? Where could I find extra money? What clients can I follow up with that maybe haven't paid invoices? Like sometimes it's the other side of the management of money that helps to support that confidence too, right? And also build the discipline into not touch that profit account. (laughs) You said it so perfectly and you gave every example that I was going to give of other ways that... No, this is perfect. It's great. It just shows, you know, you're so passionate about it and you see what other options there are before actually going and taking that profit money because you really, at the end of the day, only robbing yourself and it mm-hmm. and it does hurt that confidence and it starts that spiral again of feeling, you know, disempowered and, and all of those things. So there are other options. And again, what you put your intention on, mm-hmm. you know, it flows, energy flows towards it. So there's usually always another answer. And often we're impatient because we want to fix the problem quickly because we don't, you know, we've got a lot on our plate, but, um, but sometimes it's just taking that step back and going, what else can I do quickly to, to bring in that extra money that I need to pay those expenses. Sometimes you can even call suppliers and say, can I have an extra five days, please? Um, You know, there are so many other things that you can be doing. Yeah. Same with the tax man. (laughs) Like I was saying this to the client that was saying that had that huge tax bill come. And I was like, call your accountant call the ATO and figure out what you can do because they're also a business, right? They yep. they want your money and they're going to find a way to receive it. So you're going to have to work out a payment plan. Like there are other options. And I think that getting, putting your head in the sound and not actually serving that part of your business and recognizing there are other options keeps us stuck, right? Keeps us in that place yep. of, of all in the lack of the scarcity instead of actually going, hang on a minute, there are other ways to think about it. And I think the other key piece as well is recognizing like, 
sometimes it's the education piece, but also it's the it's the belief system. So if you're not consuming information that supports an abundant mindset or thinking and just talking about money in a different way, like people who are wealthy talk about money and think about money in a completely different way to the way that the lower, you know, not lower, but like people who are experiencing scarcity experience it. So I think it's like, there's so many elements to it. I'd love for you to share with us, what what do you wish women knew about money? The biggest thing, honestly, is that it's not that hard to manage it. When you've got the right process in place, when you just have the simple process to download your finance reports, you know how to interpret it and easily, it, it just, that whole myth of money is hard and money is complicated it just goes because it's not hard that's the biggest thing and there is support there to help you and just do not let it keep going because it is hindering everything in your business if you're feeling disempowered in one area um you know it's going to manifest in other areas of your business too so that's I guess one thing and then the other thing is obviously we keep saying this but we've got to get that balance of the marketing and you know your cash flow system right so marketing is just a very important part of your business. So make sure that you value that marketing and you don't let your business go without, yeah, without having a huge focus in that area. Yeah. I think as well, like develop your team. Like you don't always have to do it on your own. You can absolutely reach out and get support. You can play the beginner and literally go tell me everything. Like I remember when I first started my business and I went to my accountant and I was like, described what I was doing. And like, I, you know, had already set up the business, but I was like in a few months in and I was like, I want to know everything. Like, I want you to tell me, like, even though, yes, I'm a business coach. Like I understand all this stuff and I don't want you to assume that I know what you know, because I don't, I'm not an accountant. So I want you to literally tell me in complete layman's terms everything don't leave anything out and I think it was one of the best things that I ever did for my business because she was so ready to actually share all of her knowledge and educate me because I think a lot of clients don't do that they just get stuck in the worry and stress about it they don't ask the questions and so getting the right people on your team like yourself to actually go through and look at all of these pieces and educate yourself and build the competency around it. It's only going to serve you in the long run in every part of your life. Like my goodness, I couldn't agree with you more. And I love how you said, put it into layman's terms. Um, I don't know if you know Alex Hormozy, but he's always talking love, about, love, oh love, my love. goodness, yes. he's great. But he's always talking about, make sure that whatever you're doing, you're talking in third grade language because people are going to actually really get it. We think that everyone understands the lingo that we talk, but most of the time we don't. So we need to, you know, just ask for people to just, you know, talk to me like I'm in year three, say it in layman's terms. And if you don't get it, ask questions because there is so much support around you. Love it. I'd love to talk a little bit about cash flow. So I know that you have an amazing masterclass coming up around cash flow. So what would you like people to consider when it comes to their cash flow in their business? Yeah, I think what we need to look at, and I love talking about averages because it's really important. One thing that people struggle with is they don't understand how much cash flow is coming into their business and they don't understand their um, expenses properly, particularly if they've got lower months, higher months, lower months, higher months. It's really hard to understand it on a you know a neutral level how am I actually going so we look at averages so if you total up the total amount of income that you you know you're looking at 12 months or six months whatever it is just divide it by that amount of months and that gives you the average okay so and I wanted to say that firstly because understanding averages is just going to give you a really clear picture of how your business is performing um, so that's really when it comes to cash flow but 
we, especially for people that have seasonal businesses, there are practices that you can put in place to protect yourself so that you've always got money throughout those lower periods of time. We can actually look at the healthier months and extract some of that cash out for the lower months um, to give you that financial stability. So I talk about that a little bit in my cash flow masterclass, but really I give you a big bird's eye picture of how to set up your business for for success and manage that cash flow successfully and protect yourself from spending your money in the wrong way. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And it's just noticing the patterns in your business, right? Like you've got to know them. And I think some people are hesitant or they I've just never known. Like sometimes it's like literally they've just never been taught this side of business of like one looking at ahead and projecting what it is that you're actually going to make the next few months is six months, 12 months. Uh, however far in advance you, you know, book clients or whatever, that time frame. But then also looking back, right? Some people are so fearful around looking at their money that they just don't even look back and look at the results that they've already generated and start seeing the yep. patterns in their business. Because you're right, there are absolutely seasons within your business that there's, if you can start to pay attention to the patterns, it, sh- it changes everything for your business. Like I feel like one of my, one of the, when I first did it, I recognized like for that one of the patterns in my business was like December was quiet. And then January, like half of January was a little bit quiet. But as soon as like the end of January hit in February, everyone's like, Woohoo, we want to work on our business. And it was like, I would just be jam packed with clients. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so what do I need to put in place for that? Cause Christmas, hello, yeah. like the biggest month you spend the most amount of money. <laughs> totally. You need that money in December. Yeah, hundred percent. So I was like, well, what am I doing in my business? One to impact that consistency. So I actually had this whole different focus for November to enhance December, but I was also the same thing, like setting aside money. So then in the September, October, which was also visit very busy months for me, September is a big month for, for me. And so I was like, or even just mapping out like when you're going to be promoting something in particular or what you're going to be launching that serves different elements and patterns in your business. So I love that you look at it like that because it's it's so it's such an abundant way to think about it as well. Like there are absolutely going to be quiet times in your business. And if you can project them, project them, is that the right word? If you can look ahead and actually consider when that could possibly be without getting too stuck in the mindset of it, you're going to have a low month because sometimes you manifest that. So just be careful there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing as well, and I'm a, I am a total sucker for this in the past too, is we ha- say we, for example, we have one really high month. Say we have a, I don't know, a $50,000 a month, whatever it is. Often we think that that's our new normal. Mm-hmm. And then we allow our expenses to rise to that new normal. And then we have a lower month and it can cause real problems, which is why, um, and we're all about abundance and, um, and but but we want to know what our what our average is our lean average is so that we can keep our expenses in check and then we can grow as it grows. So once you've done this is a really good tip. Say for example you've done that fifty thousand dollar month three or four months in a row that becomes your new average, right? But we just need to look at those patterns as you said and go, okay, what is our average? Where are we actually at? What are we consistently doing? To then know how we can move the business forward with that. Yeah, because I think it's like the hard thing with seeing people have these massive launches right online it's like it seems amazing but the other side I guess don't get shown doesn't get shown is like not all of that is cash in your bank account for one like some of it's on payment plans and things and I think that you also need to consider like the length of time that you're delivering that service yeah like that's also where that cash has to go right so like if you're launching something and that launch go that program goes for three months then you may be making 50K in that first month, but that's also got to support your business for the next three months. Like I think some people forget that and they just go, oh my God, I've had a $50,000 a month. Yeah, but like 
that's not necessarily going to translate in the next few months because you're not promoting anything or whatever reason. So I think sometimes it's like, this is why I think cash flow is so important is like, we've got to look at all these parts of the business. So then you're empowering yourself to make better decisions with your money. I just yeah, yeah. love that you've, you've covered that. That's so good. 100%. And I just want to say as well, because, because you and I have a, you know, a great understanding of money and these problems, I don't want to complicate it too much for people, yeah. but just know that this, all of this can be seen in like a 20 to 30 minute period. Like you can get these answers and understand the seasonality of your business very quickly. So if, if we're, you know, talking about a lot of things here and, and we're making you feel overwhelmed, then just know this, this information comes quickly and it comes easily for you. So you are in the right place. <laughs> That's so good. I know it's sometimes we, cause we're so passionate about it. We could talk about all different things, but you're right. We don't want to overwhelm anyone. We want you to take that step and actually look at building that confidence within your numbers for sure. So, yeah, it's funny. I, um, I, I look at when I'm in a meeting with someone, I look at them and over the hour, cause I am very passionate too. I look at them over the hour. I'm like, okay, we're going to stop here, implement this, this, and this, and then we're going to bring it to this next step from here because yeah, it can, it can feel overwhelming, but I promise you just dip your toe in and you'll get it so quickly. Yeah. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about your cash flow masterclass that you have coming up? Yeah, sure. So I've got a free cash flow masterclass. You can sign up basically at any time. It's a revolving masterclass where I teach you the four steps to implementing a cash flow system in your business. So I tell you the bank accounts that, you know, will set you up for success. I talk about percentages and I talk about a few common pitfalls that business owners have that stop them from, you know, going forward and, and having that success in their business. So yeah, you can, it's available to watch now. And um, I'm sure that Christine's going to put the, the link in the show notes for you. So to give you that oversight about what all of this actually means. For sure. Yes. The link will definitely be in the show notes. So click that and register, check it out. Like let that be that first little dip that you don't have to talk to anyone. You can just watch a masterclass and start to digest a little bit of the information before you then, you, you know, get the right people on your team. Yes, exactly. Amazing. So is there anything else that you'd love to share about Profit First that you feel it's important for people to know? Good, really, really good question. What was coming to my mind then was the tube of toothpaste. And the biggest thing that Profit First will really do for you is it will protect your business and it will give you that financial stability and that clarity that you always dreamed about. So I just wanted to, I guess, finish on that. If you feel out of control with your numbers and you just feel like you haven't got it sorted, Profit First will give you that clarity and that stability. Mm, beautiful. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your beautiful wisdom with us today. I really appreciate it, Amy. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Christine. And I can't wait to get you on my podcast as well. Yeah. Um, as you said, I just resonate so much with you and everything that you teach. And I just think you're an absolute beam of light in this space. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. It's going to be such a fun conversation. I'll make sure I put the link of your podcast, Lady Without Limits. Did I say it right? Yep. Amazing. Lady Without Limits. I'll pop all the little uh, links in the show notes so she, everyone can come and follow you on, on Instagram as well. You do amazing reels on Instagram, which make it super simple for you to implement a new mindset around money as well. So it's really good. Thank you so much for joining me and I will chat to you soon. Thank you so much. See you guys. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.